psychology of watching a ball go through the net or go through the uprights is a reason why a kicker would go ahead and kick it anyway. It's the reason why a basketball player shoots it to see it go through the net in between whistles. I don't understand if a kicker knows he's going to get iced. If he's got one good kick in him, he just well, swipes it. Know that's com well, but you can't. You can do. You got to kick it anyway, right? I don't know. That's that's kind of what I was just saying to Jared when we were watching it. Like, do you kick that ball? And I was then saying to him when you before the you next, in. you know, you kick it. You, even though, because at that point, you know, the whistle's blown, timeout's gone, and he just followed through with it instead of getting off the rhythm. I understand that part, but yeah. You kind of see one go in, and then it's like, I know it's in your head the next one. Okay, just got to do it the same. Just got to do the same thing. And Well, how about this? The first kick, he knew he's getting ice, so he's relaxed. And he yeah. just goes through well, the motions, yeah. and he swings his foot. It's like a golf swing, right? And you can attest to that more, Jared, than, oh, than I can. Absolutely. But the Pretty second time up. around, it's it's for real, right? And yep. that's when you slice it, and that's when you, 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 you cut it. And he sliced it. He sliced it to a double doink. I would say he oh yeah he, either he tried to cut it more or he he double crossed and tried to watching a lot put of it those up the middle and and did an overcooked draw but either I, way for I the, think he yeah it's a too far draw to, the, the way that I could be wrong but on a lot of those replays it seemed like he was hitting in his perspective the right upright a bunch of times yeah and then a lot of those replays I think he dinged it off the right I think those were a lot of those were like from a while ago. Well, they were, but it's but sure that, well, so that was really that he's still compensating. But, but could, yeah, but then he yeah. compensated, like... And that factors in the, the draw. Either way, Cody Parkey, uh, I mean, that's that's a terrible feeling. That's I just want... Uh, I'd, terrible. Yeah, as soon as you started talking or psychology, I was just like, all right, that's a good good starting point, so... I don't just... Yeah. I love Chris Collinsworth opening up that. Welcome I, back I just... to Talking Pigskin. <laughs> I am your host, Jeremy Keen, aka the Cowboy. Mike the Jag on the other side. Johnny the Statman. <laughs> Johnny Statman. Johnny Stats. Well, boys, the uh, well. First, let me uh, apologize for last week's opening ninety seconds of terrible uh, audio for the f listeners out there that stuck through that and powered through. Uh, Hopefully you enjoyed the podcast and you, you heard all the picks, so let's just throw those picks out of the way right away. As if, as if it matters for somebody sitting here 0-3. Well, I mean, you were you were one. I mean, you had one correct. You, you, well, luckily, your, dad, Chargers, yeah. your dad's Dan but, Fouts influence that made but, you pick Chargers. And, I mean, I feel like that was, if there was a gimme this weekend, I, I don't know. But. Um, so, so... Uh, I was three and one. Mike, you were one and three. Johnny, you were uh, two, and two. two and two. Two and two for. Oh no, sorry, you were one and three as well, Johnny. No, no two and two. And Chargers and Cowboys. You're right. Sorry, two and two. So Johnny's the the middle ground. That's what a tiebreaker guy normally hey. should be. Hey. And you and me, just the playoffs, just continue the same thing. Three and one, one and three, little lopsided. I'm surprised that I got a surprised that I got a win. I don't see Jacksonville. Losing again. You surprised Baltimore didn't complete that comeback? Holy! All right, just um, to win a game. So let's 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 go to the the let's go to that first the, the freshest game as it's now 
uh, 8.15 on the East Coast here, Sunday night. So we're fresh after the, uh, after the double doink. Double doink. So you said it perfectly. Um, I think that 15 points being scored by a home team at Soldier Field is the story here. And I think that even though Mitchell Trubisky was able to make the throws when he needed to... He did. 15, he definitely passed a couple tests tonight in my eyes. 15 points is 15 points. Those lay ones more. were beauty throws. The, the touchdown. down the side. Yeah, the Gabriel down the sideline. The Absolutely. touchdown to go up, what was it, 15-10. Uh, it, was a, it was a beautiful. It was but a, where's the running game at home? There was The running game for both teams was pretty non-existent today. I'm just um, thinking why you don't try to establish that. At Soldier Field, knowing that you, you can benefit from a play-action pass, you can run screens with Tariq Cohen. I just didn't see Jordan Howard on the ground getting it done. Maybe that's not the game plan for Matt Nagy. I don't know. Uh, brutal running game stats, too. Um, Small that, like, okay. That's a tough, like, that's a, that's a tough one, bro. Like, that ga- like, for Bears fans to swallow, like, that's a tough one to swallow. Like, that's not, like, a bad Monday. That's a bad week. That's a bad month. I mean, that's that's fuck football till next September type of deal. Like just, you're not even tuning into the rest of the playoffs if you're a Bears fan. How do you feel if you're that defense? Double doink. Like but, but you, you saw that you head. saw that you saw the jaws drop or the head or the heads fall. Eddie so, Goldman's I mean, face was just oh my gosh. We didn't see Max's head because it was stuck in his lap. Oh my gosh. Nagy's Dude. face. He he looked sick. I mean, said a thousand words. His face said a thousand words. Um. I I mean at that from the twelve minute mark to the nine minute mark of the fourth quarter, the Bears had a beautiful put together drive where Mitchell Trubisky looked like he was a listener of the podcast and said, "Hey, cowboy, check this out. Check this out. Watch these because he he made a couple of throws." Now, I address the good. There were ample opportunities for this team to score more than 15 points at home. They could have put Philadelphia away three or four times. And with that being said, there could have been two picks that weren't thrown by Trubisky, but could have very easily... Have that guy made. gets a second foot down, that's a bad pick. A Absolutely. second and nine, trying to throw that out route at that point in the game, that's a bad decision. I got a question. Did Philadelphia, did Philadelphia win or did Chicago lose? Uh, Double doink. I think you got to feel like Chicago lost that game. I feel like Chicago uh, lost well, that game, too. Hey, do you remember what one of the first, like, I don't know, hot takes I threw out on this podcast way back when, when the garbage man was interrupting our, our recording sessions? Do you remember I at all? I remember like a random thought. supper. Okay. Uh, I said very early on, uh, something was said to make me say, well, that's why football players hate kickers. It was one of the very first things said on this podcast that was like a sticking point because you're like, "Whoa, do people like?" I don't know about that, and I was like, "Okay." But every well, once in a while, what now was that a thing that makes people hate kickers, I, like, but I feel bad for that Cody Parker kid. Like, imagine going and having to sit in that fucking locker room right now. Yeah. I just like, and people time. use the word "goat." It's it, a different adage now. You know what it's, I'm saying? It's like, greatest the of all time. Thanks, greatest of all, yeah. Thanks to LL Cool J, it's yeah. the greatest of all time. And then it used to be, you're the ass. Insert name here, right? Like, Thank you. And now it used to be Chris Weber calling timeout <laughs> when you don't have one. <laughs> you know, like that's a foul. Yeah, no, but I just you, you got one job, um, sorry, two jobs because of kickoff, and um, it's just it's just difficult. 
is could you argue that a main like not I don't want to jump ahead to the rest of the weekend too soon because there is quite a bit to unpack from this this last game that everybody watched. Um, but could you argue that like kickers are the are the main storyline for like because it changed the Dallas Seattle game not yet at halftime and it yeah, changed, still, and it changed that game. Yeah, there's still too much going on. Okay. So, and so it's not the main say, talking point taking not, away when it's two of the three games? Not yet. Or how about when there's five field goals to start the game scoring in the Baltimore Chief, uh, Chargers game? Yeah. That was a big kicking. A so three out of the four games were decided by kickers, you could argue. Hmm. I, it's pretty weird. I, I don't know, Maybe pretty though. evenly matched teams this weekend. Maybe some good football we watched. I, I wouldn't disagree like with, there's with a, that. There's a two-point difference final. There was a six-point difference in the final. And there was a one-point difference in the final. Take away the the opening game, which was a blowout. Yeah, and even that score didn't really truly reflect how bad Deshaun Watson was in that game. And no. I don't want to go all over the place. Yeah, but well, that's where I'm trying to just the, like, but like wrangle this back. So that's why I'm ra- okay. So wrangle in. Uh, the, I'm saying kickers. It's 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 the exclamation point in in this game, mm-hmm. uh, right? Like, so when we're gonna probably have a hard time not focusing on Cody Parkey here. Double point. Is it? going to come up again like how much do you think it's going to be the focus point around the league come tomorrow morning of kickers 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 well i mean chris the chargers kickers won them that game they couldn't finish in the red zone chris collinsworth's new hit quote is going to be a pretty hot take so at the end of the day his (laughs) kickers matter his new hit quote but yeah to, to an extent, because we can talk way too much about something, right? And not discuss enough about how two NFC teams couldn't establish the run. And how I saw two game plans that were very, very much orientated around a quarterback. And Trubisky and Foles came in and they both played quite well. But... I. I didn't know what I was watching for, for the first half. It was three three. I don't think that they I didn't really know what I was seeing. Yeah, I don't think they got into a good. There's a reason why that play at the end was the deciding factor of the game is because no one really made that game changing play where. You know what I mean? It wasn't all about a. Because it makes absolutely no difference whether or not there's a good sound bite or there's a great kick. Johnny, all just, that, just all, throwing alley-oops to Johnny all night. All eh? that matters Turn is. your fucking volume up and hit the fucking button. Jeez Louise. Johnny Intern's about to be Johnny part-time. A what? No. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, all that matters here fuck. is that... Ah, uh, don't, don't worry about the sound bites, Johnny. That's, that's what editing's for, bro. <laughs> Both teams weren't... Really, ever able to get into it, and Trubisky w- was well, able to make. Yes, the the picks early by Foles totally messed up the the uh, continuity of that offense and any sort of rhythm that they had going. Yeah, but so, at the same time, like the Bears were so confident in their defense at one point in the game, they only put ten field men out on the field and they got a touchdown scored on them. Yeah. So is that is and now that's a joke. Obviously, but at the same time, is it a reflection of a young team in a in a, a spot they're unfamiliar with? Because all I hold on, all I heard in 2016 as a Cowboy fan was that my team was too young to win. They gotta they gotta go through some adversity first. You so can, is that what we just saw? No. Well, you is can this look, the lumps the Bears need to take before they can take the next step next year? You can look too far into anything. What I saw was a team that 
did just enough to almost win. Because they better and hope they they're not the Jacksonville year. Jaguars next year. Well, Ooh, I mean, hot take. I mean, I've I've heard that before, but somebody could also draw parallels between Dallas' season this year and Jacksonville's last year. Great hot defense. A team that has a delicious running game and can throw the ball when they need to. Your anyway, running game is nowhere near. Maybe last year you draw comparisons to relative effectiveness. I'm not trying to. Did you have a receiver last year like Amari? No, no, we didn't. But all that I'm trying to say to you is you can draw parallels. Maybe. Weak okay. ones, but I won't. Fair enough. <laughs> you're just trying to get the... You're dying so hard to get the Jags back into this a talking fo- point. No, nah, man. This football game that we just witnessed, the first half... I didn't, I'm I didn't know I didn't know what I was looking at because both teams seemed to be bashing their heads against each other. There wasn't rhythm, there wasn't a continuity. Trubisky made I mean he made one excellent throw in the first half and three in the second, the fourth quarter. Two to A Rob and one to Gabriel. I, I just it's a game of big plays and there wasn't enough on either side for either team. Okay, so what's your main takeaway from the game excluding Cody Parkey? For de- on the Chicago side of the of the ball. This defense can play. Yeah, obviously. Okay, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, when Chicago doesn't run the football, it makes everything else more difficult for them. I love it right there. So okay. did I? My reasoning behind it was the Eagles front seven would be able to do enough to the Chicago run game, and it would put the pressure on Trubisky. And I didn't believe in him to beat the secondary enough. And he did more than I actually expected tonight. Because when the Eagles went up sixteen fifteen before you got here, I said to Johnny, "I'll I'll have more confidence in Trubisky throwing a pick, forcing something, because they're gonna go all out bl- like." If I know Jim Schwartz, he's going to go all-out pressure every down until, you know what I mean, and make yeah. them beat him. And they didn't, and he still made the throws. I just don't understand crazy. why they weren't able to run they dropped against... seven. Yeah, but why were... Okay, they so only why rushed would... four and dropped seven. So, so why were they able to run the football against Philadelphia? Well, because at that point, they weren't... That, you're like, not trying you're to not trying, You can't run it at 58 seconds left. No, but all that I'm trying... Oh, that's here. There, there you go. All that, I'm trying, all that I'm trying to say to you is... I don't understand why they weren't able to establish a run game and stick with it. I think Jordan Howard is fantastic. Tariq Cohen had a great game. He was able to do everything. That great kick, dude, that kick return at the end was huge. It was. Everything is relative in a game when there isn't as many big plays as there Fair should enough. be. Everything is relative in a game where guys should execute more, and they don't. If you make three plays instead of six, those three plays are magnified. Now, I've said for a couple of weeks we got to split hairs, though, because that's what truly digging into what we just watched and and like to me it's truly amazing how we can look at the same thing and see something totally different okay fine let's split hairs then the influence that darren sproles i'm not trying to win no 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 the conversation because i won the pick no no hear me like i'm just (laughs) well what so you're plus 31 at this point who cares Um, all all that matters more than that (laughs) right it's probably right around that actually uh the influence that Darren Sproles is going to have on this Philadelphia offense, bringing, bringing in a veteran status, bringing in a veteran presence, <coughs> Yeah, I thought there would be a run game because of it, but, I mean, I think Johnny alluded to it earlier. Smallwood had absolutely... Well, Adams wasn't even a part of the game to plan. no influence. Josh Adams was not a part of Sproles the was getting makeup. You know the run game struggling when you're giving Darren Sproles the goal line carries it. But I disagree, though. You you want a guy who's experienced. He's played in what double? Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna pull a guard and get outside the tackle and try to and you know what I mean. But they're trying to run him between tackles with against Khalil Mack in that front they set. Obviously, like, must think he's still Hicks. got it. He, he hasn't played much this season, so he's they got were fresh lucky legs. to have got it. They 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 went three wide receivers to the right, and I in pre snap I said to Johnny, if he goes motion to the right side here, they're not converting. And then it Golden Tate 
And right on cue, Chris Collinsworth with the worst hot take. And now that trade's worth it. Like, okay, I guess. But, you like... a two-yard completion for six points. <laughs> he just did his job. He better have caught that. Like, I would have yeah. chewed anyone, anyone's ass out if they didn't catch and yeah. narch it. Like... I will say, too, actually, last week, I think I think we were we <coughs> misspoke. Nick Foles, came, Nick Foles came back to the Philadelphia Eagles because Andy Reid talked him into it. It wasn't Doug Peterson. Oh, is that correct? Yes. I, I okay. Let's give Chris Collinsworth his uh, just desserts. Oh, you right? heard that from Collinsworth? I tuned up. You don't even listen, eh? No, we put, it on, we put yeah. it on. Oh, yeah? Andy yeah. Reid's final party See, that's gift a, to the Eagles. Exactly. So I wasn't, I wasn't even on mute, but it, he was in mute in my mind. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> Talking Nick Foles into not retiring. Oh, but I was glad I didn't have Collinsworth on, on mute for the whole, the whole game, because otherwise I would have missed the best soundbite we're going to have on this podcast for the next couple weeks. I, yeah, that's the one right on cue. I, I like to. There you I go, like Johnny think, intern making his way back. <laughs> I like to think that Philadelphia can beat, can beat any NFC defense that they that they come against because when that offense gets into rhythm, they didn't even really get into rhythm. They didn't really establish themselves because Chicago is a, such a such a tremendous defense. If they establish themselves, Nick Foles can throw over four hundred yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. Like that's not not a thing, right? So people should be scared. Philadelphia, for whatever reason, won this game because Cody Parkey decided to lose it. Timeout. Should the Saints be scared of a team they just hung 48 on and rested their starters in the fourth quarter? I know it wasn't against Nick Foles. It was against Carson Wentz. And that's, well, that actu- was, that's actually a thing in 2019. That was just my first thing. That was just <laughs> I my, can't believe I have to fucking say I was just going to say that, like that was actually my first counter-argument was that it was a different quarterback. But my second counter-argument to that is it's going to be a completely different game plan. So whatever, enough. so whatever their approach was to beat the New Orleans Saints, what, it, it, it's it, it's going to be very, very, very different. So, I mean, yeah, I think they should be a little bit concerned because it might not even be the same f- football club. Do you think that secondary is is uh, still still as bad as they were the last time that they played, or do, you, do yeah? You think because I I was a little, well, it's a little. I I, I told you I. I told you I'd uh, lend credence to what you, you said came about a little Grown, bit my way, yeah. Well, because well, you made a good point. Uh, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not out here just trying to be contrarian to everything you say. Um, yeah, there's 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 definitely something to grown men being put out in the media and then then coming together as a group over a, a span of a month to now they have some sort of chemistry together where the, the knock on them was. They're backups, and they have no continuity with the other starters. I also well, now they're the starters. Like to think that the Eagles DBs are like showing up at <laughs> five a.m. You know, first Pardon ones me. on, last ones out. I don't just, know about all that. Just, that's just speculation. Just, just trying to get. No, I'm just saying that's how I like to think about it. Okay. Just trying to get in shape. You know, Michael Fan. You ever seen that commercial with the the, uh, the Xbox or PS4 with DeAndre Hopkins and the guy says you need to work on yeah. your fantasies? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Insert that. Insert that <laughs> right there. Um. <laughs> What did what, what did you take away from this game as far as the Eagles are concerned? I, I told you how I felt about the, the Bears. Bears. Um, about the Eagles, I, I say I I feel I don't have to do any evaluation of them this week. My my looking forward, my pick is the Saints. Uh, Forty eight to ten, I believe was the score last time. I don't think anything is going to interfere with that. All the momentum in the world that this team has, I don't think it's going to matter. Um, I just you, you I'm, give I'm, no credit to game planning. You give no credit. To I 100 percent do. What a coach is going to put together to beat a team on a given week because he, he's not just going to put together the same thing that didn't work against a team that he lost by 38 points. I mean, I understand that, 
but there, okay, what have I been saying for weeks about the way that the, the, the teams that they've played against, they've either had the inability with the quarterback that they, they have to, to beat the Eagles secondary, or they don't have the line, like a Houston, that can compete. to protect against the front seven to even have the time to attack the secondary. Well, guess what? The Rams are at home. They have a great offensive line. They have Drew Brees, and they have Mike, Michael Thomas. And Saints, they have Alvin yeah. Saints, yeah. sorry, whoever I said. <laughs> them too. I've been day drinking. Same. We're going to get to the game for the reason why that's happening. Um, I, I, I don't think that they have the recipe to, to like against the Saints to continue what they've done. I think this is where the momentum stops. But again, I, I gave a goddamn eulogy for them a month ago, and they haven't lost since. So, a whole lot of coughing going on on this podcast. <laughs> no, Jesus, we're making it sound like we're a, a <coughs> we're making it sound like we're a sickly people, but that's not the case. No, we're just. It's just <coughs> when I stop and think about what the Philadelphia Eagles can bring on Sunday, I see a team that is difficult to prepare for, and I also see a different team than New Orleans played earlier. Is that enough for me? To pick Philadelphia? No. no okay, then no. and I'm not there either. Are they going to okay. lose by 38? I don't no. know about that, but no, I'm not, not. like this. Okay, here, here, let's play. Let's do a little. Stra- too, let's play a little though. game. Let's right. play a little game. Yeah. What's this, what's the spread going to be in favor of the Saints? How many how many points are they giving up? What do you think? What do you think? Six and a half, seven and a half, nine and a half, eight and a half. Really? That many? Yeah, yeah I think okay. so. This okay. is a one seed against a six seed. This is the best case scenario for the Chiefs and the Saints sitting at home this weekend. I can see seven and a half. The three seed lost. In both conferences. Yeah. And the one seed in both cases going, cool, we get to play a six seed? Now, both of those six seeds, well, no, so, sorry, the Eagles finished 9-7 and seven and the Colts were 10-6. and six. It's a little bit different for the Chiefs than it is the Saints. The, I think the Colts have it a better, a I think different. the Colts have a more of a okay, chop, uh, just chance against the Chiefs. And, staying in the NFC, if it's, if it's an eight-point spread in favor of the Saints over Philadelphia, I would take them to cover, wouldn't you? No. So youth, okay. And I'm the guy, and I'm the only one on this podcast that picked the Eagles to win straight up, and, like, and obviously to cover the spread of six this week. Okay. I laughed at that six point spread this week. At the best point of this game, after the three minute stretch where Mitchell Trubisky from twelve minutes to nine minutes was making those ma- throws. made those throws, yeah. and, the, and the Bears got a fifteen to ten lead. Yeah. At that point, where they looked their best and had their biggest lead of the game, they still weren't covering. At their absolute most positive point of this game. They still weren't covering their spread. You're absolutely right. That's a, I think that's a ma- like no, really think about that, listener. That's the major takeaway right. from that game. At their absolute best point in this game, they weren't even covering what Vegas figured they would. It says a lot. Really argue with that. That's why I, no. like this is a cowboy fan saying I was yeah. all over the Eagles, and well, at the same time, what you saw, yeah. At last week, I was I said on the podcast I was fully willing to and ready to take Chicago to win, but take the Eagles to cover all day. Mm-hmm. And because you guys both took Chicago, I was like, yeah, I'll be that guy. I, I don't think it's that much of a long shot. And again, it was a a uh, uh, insert fucking drop here away from the game being a different result. You know, double doink. We were a double doink away from uh, from that game being a tie. Yeah, well, you know. Um, you think, uh... So I mean. Just to like put a bow on it, not to cut you off, Johnny. Let's you get your point out, and then let's put a bow on that game. Well, I was just thinking, like for this Saints Eagles game, you think the Saints can? Uh, <clears throat> they're gonna be able to stop the Eagles' rushing attack, or what? Like, well, the, you know, I think the, the the Saints were the number one rushing defense, were they not? 
one of them uh, fifth. Okay, yes, so they were so the, it was line, so well, close over the last month that they slid. Yeah. And, and you know what? I believe they were number one going into the Cowboys game, and Zeke and the rest of the company had such an efficient rushing day that it dropped them but, out of the top three. So that's why they're at five. Um, I assume they might have got back in playing we'll Tampa Bay, but leave, they weren't. Leave a lot of uh, third and longs for the Eagles there. In that's game. and that that'll be a nightmare, I think, for Nick Foles. Because they like they had every right to lose that game with him throwing two picks in the first half. And it was a 6-3 game. And lo and behold, Philly does One possession, stand. they do one thing, and all of a sudden it's 10-6, and then that's a new stress on Chicago. Seems like Philly is still special. Like Chicago, put it with the, okay, here's another thing. Chicago scored four possessions, right? Mm-hmm. Three field goals in a row, and then a, and then a touchdown unconverted. Mm-hmm. 15 points. The Eagles scored how many? Three times. Yeah. So, the, so the Eagles lost the scoring competition of four possessions to three, yet they won the game. That shows an inefficientness in the re- in in the scoring zones for the Chicago. It is an incredible inefficiency because when you look at especially for the home team, I was going to say it, twelve wins. The words out of my mouth. If you look at the way that a home team is supposed to produce in the postseason, Chicago didn't. Now, the, and when they were supposed to execute to win the football game, they couldn't. The you're probably not expecting the way I'm handling this con- this conversation right now. The way that I've talked about that quarterback all week. Or all season, I don't know but it know. must it must show you that I truly believed everything that I was saying that you thought was maybe a little out of bounds or overboard. It was truly what I believed because what I saw tonight is a guy that going into year three with that team around him, sure. Like I don't, I'm not selling the farm to get rid of him, and it, like I'm hoping that he's going to continue to develop another year with Matt Nagy and Matt Nagy's system. Blah 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 blah. This a, and that. Is he a top fifteen guy? Absolutely not. I don't even know if he's a top twenty guy. There was three other games in this wild card. There weekend. is. Uh, so let's move on to let's move on to them. What I want to know is why Lamar Jackson, able to perform so incredibly in the fourth quarter, bring every Chargers fan to his knees, was unable to solve a really good Los Angeles defense for the first three quarters. Did you say he had negative? He had right. my, at one point minus in the fourth nine. quarter they had minus nine yards. Passing. Passing. Minus nine after all of the sacks factor in. Now, for you, if you those of you that don't know, listener, it, it, that includes, so like, the sack yards get minus from the passing yards. So Joe that's was, how he was minus nine and four. But now he, he, he passed for like 185 and two touchdowns in the fourth after that. I know you're saying, like, how can he be that efficient and be right. so lost early? Um, that pass rush for the Chargers is probably the best that I saw it all year. Joey Bowles and Melvin Ingram were on fire. That offensive line protected Phillip Rivers better today than I've seen in at least, I don't know, seven, eight, nine weeks. But I would still say that Baltimore's defense had a great game. Oh, well, yeah, like, they, they're the reason why there was a chance Phillip at the, for, at the end. Yeah. Uh, Philip Rivers said it great in his walk-off off the field of, you know, they had multiple chances to to stretch it out. He missed the receiver late uh, to put it 27-3, mm-hmm. and then all that madness wouldn't have even happened. Mm-hmm. Um, the special teams won them that game. I think that's... Very easy, like Desmond easily King seen. might be the best returner in football. How about, how about, Hill, how about the, the kick, how about the kicker? This started the game four for four. Bagley was on for. Bagley he's a rookie a, too. Yes, he is a rookie. He's absolute and he's, and, on fire, and he's the sixth kicker that they've had through there in two seasons. And I will only mention Jacksonville to say that we currently have a, 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 a Chargers kicker cast off, Josh Lambeau. Lambeau. So there's the distribution yep. of kickers, and now they seem to have found one. <coughs> And what's impressive... About hey, what do you know? You're talking about another kicker. Double doink. Huh. What's impressive? I didn't, I didn't oh, mean to yo, set it up. You were number eight. 
playing for the Lakers. Not and I was that, and I, yeah. <laughs> That's a weird <laughs> analogy. <laughs> that was a weird analogy. <laughs> Shit. But what I thought about... Fuck a pass like Kobe. <laughs> what I thought about the Chargers today was they proved to be a complete team because they showed up in all facets of the game, special teams, offense, and defense. They have legit receivers. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams are legitimate threats. Yes. That when and Antonio that Gates end, is the ageless wonder. He's the, he's he might be the exception to Father Time is undefeated. Well, he has to stay because his backup, Ladarius Green, had a fumble. He had two missing block assignments, and he did not perform incredibly well. You know what? So they're thin. It's Hunter Henry's hurt, correct? Yes. Right? Uh, well, it depends. If you ask <laughs> oh, me or Stephen A. Smith, a little low-hanging fruit. It's <laughs> yeah, Sunday it's okay. night. I'm exhausted. i got to be up <laughs> in like five hours for work. Uh, so you better appreciate this, listeners. <laughs> um, so I guess my major takeaway from that was that I felt like I misevaluated the the war in the trenches in that game. Um, even with like seeing the uh, productivity out of the the Baltimore front seven, like you were saying, it was still like I over I, either I over exaggerated or overanalyzed how bad that Chargers uh, offensive line could have been against like on the road and and also it was like a kind of a balmy day in Baltimore. Like it wasn't but the a, sun was shining. That's what I'm it saying. It wasn't windy, a, yeah. it wasn't a cold no, snow right. yeah. January Baltimore game. Like yeah. the Chargers were probably being a little tongue in cheek, going like, "Well, it's pretty cold over here in Baltimore." You know what I'm saying? Like balmy, little right, balmy, little balmy. Reader's Digest little, out or what? <laughs> I don't know. This <laughs> is a little balmy, bud. That's the first time I've ever heard. You never that. heard that? They were a little balmy, right? Reference for the weather. Baltimore. I don't want. Like I don't want this. <laughs> I. That's so I really thought it was in the Baltimore Ravens, too. Did you ever catch that? Very good. Very good. What? Remedial. What I like. It's not like rudimentary. a Rudimentary. What I liked about... Hey, expunge. What I, yeah. <laughs> what I liked about Baltimore expunge today... Expunge on that shit. No, expunge. I would like oh, to expunge on that thought. Expound on. on it, bro. Expound on that shit. What Some I really... I'm going to expand, mm, trust yeah. me. Yeah, get in there, bud. I don't what? even have it pointed at me. Well, we're going to start a little bonfire here, too. So it's only a matter of time. There you go. The Baltimore Ravens. We're made, just recording my house instead of the fucking. They made a decision today, and that decision was to move on from the Joe Flacco era. And I yes. loved how there was a rumbling. There, yeah, the, 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 there yeah. was a rumbling in a oh. in the, the the crowd. There was even Tony Romo making a conversation Pining about it. Oh, it made me sick. With the experience, and you know Tony Romo was empathizing, Tony. and he's empathizing with Joe Flacco because he's never been there. He's empathizing, thinking that if I'm sitting there, Tony Romo, if I'm Joe Flacco. I I I'm 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 itching because I've done it before. When but. I heard when I heard Tony Romo say that, it instantly made me think. Oh, I wonder what he was thinking when we were down twenty eight ten in twenty sixteen to the Packers, and he's like the backup, and then all of a sudden Dak leads the the charge. Probably just like all them dumbass fans that like I like how. Uh, well, there goes my career. That's what Tony's they, probably thinking. They'll for sure, but they brought that. Uh, to the broadcast and saying that one of the, I can't remember the name now, but one of the linebackers turned to those fans that were ch- chanting for Flacco and said, yeah. don't be fair weather fans. How do you think we got here? Jimmy Smith, playing cornerback, there you go. who's Jim- a very, very tough cornerback, yes. went up there and said, how do you think we got here? Number and then all eight. of a sudden the run started. So I wonder if maybe Lamar heard Jimmy Smith sticking up for him and it lit a little fire and, and unfortunately it was lit a little too late. Did but I think know- the future is bright in Baltimore. Did you notice... How many times the camera went to the sideline? 
and they showed the two quarterbacks sitting side by side, and it looked like they didn't even know each other. You think Flacco will be somewhere else next year? There's not even a question. Yeah, he's probably going to be. He's probably going to be driving this guy nuts down in Jacksonville. No, give me a break. I well, who are you trained for Eli? No, Coughlin connections. No, he'll, he'll play. He'll play armchair in my, GM. Joe Flacco will, will, will play in Miami <laughs> next year. <sighs> Terrible. Hockey. So. That's what a, I think that's a lukewarm. Thing. I was gonna say I didn't say anything hot about him. I don't. Let me finish my point. Mikey's got really fucking. He's really Italian. He's got today. really Italian tonight. He's down with the face, down with the dad, watching the Chargers. Oh damn, photo! Yo, check check out this moves. You got gold. You got a gold watch on under the fucking. I got. Yo, you gotta see this ring I got too. Got the hamburger meat hanging out. And then Johnny Fontaine comes along with his olive oil voice and Kenny Chong. And she runs off. She threw it all away just to make me look ridiculous. <laughs> Baltimore made a choice today. And then afterwards, John Harbaugh made a decision and he said, Stick with you. Exactly. Yeah. And then he said, there's a, there's a market for, for Joe Flacco. Yeah. But Lamar Jackson is our quarterback. And regardless of what happened, it ended well. Too little, too late. But, I mean... They don't have tailbacks either. Like, Kenneth Dixon and Gus Edwards have been performing. Yeah, no, I... And if you look at, like you said, the future for that team, it might not be Michael Crabtree and, and, and Ross and, and But Sneed, that's the but beauty, because they were all signed to expendable contracts in the offseason. One and two year deals, short, yeah. short stuff. And to be honest, they're kind of Joe Flacco guys. Are any of those guys great when the pocket breaks down and the quarterback escapes and they then have to escape from their route? break off of it and become scramble guys in the open field. Interesting. Interesting concept. We yeah. never talked about that all season because it never concept, really came yeah. up. We watched Lamar roll with another team's like another uh system's guys essentially. Like it's going to be a totally different system at Baltimore. You better year. believe coming into the season they thought about being able to air it out with yeah. Joe Flacco and they didn't think about Actually, let's maybe not wrap up on this, but what did did you think anything or were you uh Taken away by the opening drive for the Ravens, how like it was a commitment to pass off off play action and just in the pocket. When I saw him come out and sling it, I thought to myself, "Is he going to prove that he can make enough throws to win?" Yep. I thought that to myself, okay. and then we and then all saw that he went hours without. They had that crazy statistic where he didn't have a completion since one oh seven Eastern time. I mean, I repeated a comment that I made on the podcast downstairs earlier and. Uh, when I said, like, Owen throws a better spiral than that. And my wife was just like, you know what? Like, that's not that. Like, it's absurd for you to say that. She's like, because he would get killed if one of them hit him, obviously. But, like, yeah, he. I haven't watched that guy throw, like, a spiral yet. And I'm like, okay, he's throwing a couple. But, like, yeah, when they're bad, they're really bad. Like, yeah. Um, he, he's just not as accurate as he should be. But when he becomes accurate, look out. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 There's a reason why he was the 31st pick or 32nd pick and not an 8th or 10th. Or the whatever. Los Angeles Chargers are a more complete team. I will say that mm. Baltimore's defense is a little bit more talented. I I think C.J. Mosley is a top three linebacker in, in football. 100%. He, he's, he's incredible. Well, uh, so you're talking about the you just confused me. You're picking up the Chargers and then talk about the Ravens. I was going back and forth oh, okay. with their So you're defense. impressed so by how Chargers. good the Chargers were because of how good C.J. Mosley is and it didn't affect them? Not Well, not, not only that much? much, but the Chargers are a complete team. And I would oh, say, sorry. And I would say that... Like I said, I was day drinking. Like I would say that the Baltimore defense is a little bit better than the Chargers, 
but it just comes down to a quarterback being able to do a little bit more, and Lamar Jackson had three quarters of inefficiency, three Let, and a half quarters of inefficiency. Yep, I agree. Like I said, too little, too late. Let's lose. Let's use this as a transition point. Um, I said someone. I said to a Cowboys fan today that wow, that Ravens defense is really good, and he instantly replied, and he's not a quick replier. Instantly replied, ours is better. Yeah, that is and my and my yeah. and my answer was could be, and I want and like, I wanted to watch that Ravens game because I was just waiting for the other shoe to drop in the and the Ravens turnovers yeah. to start and takeaways and this and that right, but um, not even ten minutes you, till you pivot to the no I'm not yet yeah, uh, okay so you okay. don't want to pivot you, okay so it's, it's not, not a point. It's so not, do you it's agree not that, so, so do you agree so do you agree like based on what you watched this weekend like who's the better defense is it the team that's remaining or is it the team that's gonna start like and like. Emptying out their lockers tomorrow. The Los Angeles Chargers, Derwin, when Derwin James came onto this team, he almost completed it because he he is the cap on top of any talented defense. So if you go single high safety and you put eight men down in the box, you there's there's something special there. You're trying to make a point. I, I asked you a question. Which is a better defense, the Ravens or the Cowboys? Is it the team remaining, or is oh, the team that was the cleaning compar- out their lockers? That was the comparison. Well, you bitched about a transition point of 10 minutes comparison. into a topic. I, I I would probably say Baltimore. Baltimore's got the better defense? I would, it's be, not I'd, by I'd, a lot. It'd be a hard arguing eight. point. Yeah, the only it's thing one, I'd say, like, who's still playing? But I don't disagree, because I went into it thinking that, like... To me, the secondary just plays just a little bit better, and that's the only thing that tips the, the skills. For me. Okay. That's it. Speaking so, of their defense, what do you think about Terrell Suggs coming back for his seventeenth season? He he already like he, came out and said that. He today? came out and said he can tell you absolutely. I would love he to doesn't. be here. I would love to. Oh, that, that, like to that, be that's him putting out a plea early to the team that he's yeah, probably owed too much money from next come year. On. And he's like, "Yo, I'm he's ageless, back. man. He is he's absolutely ageless." I didn't like, hear his name much today, though. You know, what? I didn't. I didn't hear his name much today. Did you? Mm. Did he wreck any? Did but he have any co- moment where he wrecked the game? I don't know if you heard, but there was some plays that he sat out because of certain injuries. I didn't yeah. know that. So he had a knee injury. He didn't play a hundred percent of the defensive snaps. No. All that I will say is somebody who's still playing defense seventeen years in. That's I mean, he's what a career. hey, he's no, quite he's, effective. Other than his nickname, he's great. Well, I mean, T Sizzles work for HBO, so I mean, he's got. <laughs> boy. He's got a little bit going on. He's got. Uh, right. he's, 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 he's got. Some, he said, "Now, Johnny's like, all right, yeah, buddy." He was like, Stoker's in the fight. Cut you it know out. What I mean? <laughs> he's there, intern. I I I I can't remember if I said it on the last uh, the last podcast or if I said it to someone else, but mm-hmm. I said I'm picking the Ravens this weekend. Yep. Uh, I like the Ravens over the Chargers, but if the Chargers win, then they might be my my pick to go to the Super Bowl. Jeez, how you, them going into Foxborough? 0-7. Yeah, and that's the, it's, see, that's the other thing. Around. That's why I use the word might, because there's no way I'm betting against the Patriots, no matter how pedestrian at times their defenses looked, how out of sorts Tom Brady's looked. I said it. They were, the that's the other thing. Carter didn't kicker, look great. The kicker had a great day, saying, but it was beautiful in Baltimore. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm not saying I'm picking, like, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers make it to the Super Bowl, but I will not be picking them to beat the Patriots, and if they beat the Patriots, I will not be picking them to beat the Chiefs. And if the Colts beat the Chiefs and the Chargers beat the Patriots, then I will be picking the Chargers over the Colts. But that's the only scenario. Oh my God! What? You're sitting. What's on... so ludicrus about no, that, Mister? Like fucking that thirty-two sitting... and ninety-six sitting... on the season. Yo, you're sitting. Oh, I bet you that's that's, that's favorable. 
But you're sitting on the fence here trying to hedge like three different bets. No, I didn't. I said I will not be picking them against the Patriots. Is that ludicrous? No, I don't no. think that's crazy. I said I would not pick them if they got past the Patriots and had to play the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Nothing ludicrous about that. I don't care if they already beat them in on a short week on a two-point conversion at the end of a fucking game where the Chiefs blew the biggest point lead in under, what, three minutes in NFL history? They had a 14-point lead with 3.08 to go. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not betting against Pat Mahomes. I've been driving the Pat Mahomes bus all year, right? So... What's crazy about me saying the only way I'm picking the Chargers again in this playoffs is if they play the Colts in the AFC Championship game. I didn't say it was they, crazy. It would be a home game. The Colts are a six seed. I didn't say that it was crazy. You just jumped on I my back and fucking tried to slip my throat. I, oh my god. Are you, <laughs> you're trying to sell views here. Oh god. All that I said was you're hedging your bets and saying that you're not surprised if. if How many times do I gotta happen? say I used to be Polly like Parlay and I ain't no more and I gotta hedge bets now, bro? I didn't say there was anything crazy about it. I just used the term head. Yo, I'm back. the same guy that said that the 0-3 Texans are either going to go to 0-4 and fire their head coach, or they're going to win the next 13 games in a row. You were right about nine of them, so. Okay, so then, last week I say, I was wrong, but I picked them to go 13 off in a row and finish in the three spot, and guess what? Who did I pick? We're fast-forwarding a little bit, but I picked the Colts. I was the only one that did it, and I was, I was confident there. doing so, I was and I look smart for doing so. And it was only because we both took... Things flip-flop. It's the reason why I, I trashed Pittsburgh at the beginning of the season, and then I slowly jumped on board, and then I was quick to castrate them when they lost to the Raiders. Anyway, yeah. let's get to the game that you really want to talk about. How about him, sir? How about him? So I took Seattle because I wanted to see something that I hadn't seen. Before and that was a playoff win. You in took the, the Dak era. You took the Seahawks because you're Takashi six nine level of troll. You're but Kanye like, West and Trump meeting for brunch level of troll. I wouldn't go that far. I that said was, I sat here with it, with you in this exact absurd. same bomb shelter last night, and I looked you in the eye and I said, I know damn well you don't believe in that Seattle pick, and you didn't fucking budge. You didn't fucking say anything. Pro- I said to you seven and one at home, four and four on the road, and you're like, yeah, I know. But I still wanted to see it though, <laughs> and I still had. Of course you did, and you had a chance. You had no, a chance, but all that I'm saying is, is what I hadn't right. seen before happened, and that and that's so. so. So my Tom Brady logic versus the Chargers isn't okay, but your same logic with the with the Seahawks against the Cowboys is okay. It's the exact same logic. You didn't believe in the unseen. You bet on the proven, the team that has never been one and done in the playoffs. The Seahawks. That's the first time they've ever lost their first game in the playoffs but under Pete Carroll. I'm not applying my logic to Seattle. I'm applying it to Dak Prescott and. Ooh, the Dallas Cowboys. Hot take. Yeah, like, I'm... It's not like, a hot take at all. It's, no, you're trying to create something contentious here, when in re- reality, I just wanted to see a Dallas Cowboys <laughs> playoff win. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> this playoff win in this particular era. And, like, now that I've seen it, this defense plays extremely well. The run game is everything that it should be. I, I, I don't see many holes except... Except maybe in the back end, at safety maybe I don't know Woods and Heath I I, I don't know yeah Anyways. they're 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 replaceable players but they're also players that are getting the job done now I've got a lot to say and I think I've earned the right to say it so I want to pick the way that I go into saying it and I'm gonna do a little 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 drop so enjoy. 
crazy question. If you could just pick which team you would like to go to, who would you love to draft you? Um, Dallas Cowboys. And I want to go and play behind that great offensive line that they got down in Dallas. Success, there's always a struggle. I'm used to the noise, obstacles standing in my way. But when you have a hunger that can never be satisfied, it carries you behind every hurdle. Zeke! Two spoons. It's playoff time, and when it's playoff time, you shovel that food in mouth two spoons. Ezekiel Elliott, bro. That's why I've repeated it over and over again. That run game attached with that defense. Feed Zeke, and you will receive success. Yeah, he played well. He does everything. He's there's a not, monster. There's not much that he can't do. He's a beast. And what did he say in the post game? We should have that drop. Grown-ass man. That's how you describe Dak Prescott. That third and 14 quarterback that draw. A, oh. That's a grown-ass man putting a team on his shoulders and making a fucking play. Talk about the way this guy fought on third down, running it for 16 yards to get the first down and then set up the touchdown. I mean, what were you thinking when you saw him take off? Uh, simple. He's a grown-ass man. That's what it is. Uh, that, that's how he played today, and he, he led us to this win. Who calls that play? Honestly, we talked about this last night, and this is why I wanted to record a, uh, an instant take last night. But there was a timeout called by Seattle before that play. And I think that there was a, a little conversation had on the sideline, and they did the same thing that they did with Dak Prescott when he was a rookie in the playoffs against Aaron Rodgers. And when we had to go for two to tie the game at 28, we ran a quarterback draw. We, we spread him out four wide, put Zeke in motion, and we put the, the, the game in four's hands. I think they did the same goddamn thing last night. So who called the play? I think that's I think that's Dak yeah. Zan coach. Yeah. I got you. He, it's it, Maybe I sound absurd to some, but to others that, you know, like he's been doing that since Mississippi State when he took that team to number one in the nation with nobodies around him. Beating Alabama with nobodies and making playmakers of other guys and, and using his legs. Like, what I've been screaming for all year, use your legs. And they did it. He scored a touchdown when it when it counted, when it mattered most. He put that game, what, what I looked like, out of reach. When I prematurely looked at Johnny and then looked at the tequila bottles in my bar and then looked mm. at Johnny and then looked at the Patron and then looked at Johnny and then all of a sudden Tyler Lockett goes 65 yards down the sideline. Johnny's like, yo, don't, don't pour the Patron yet. The now the Patron was poured. The Patron wild, was poured. It's a wild card win. Hey, sometimes you gotta celebrate with. I didn't bust the, the aged bottle of Don Julio that's unopened. I didn't open that <laughs> so it's, yet. It's, it's all relevant. Relative, right? Yet. Henny on Henny on the weekends. Yet. Um, what I think about the Dallas Cowboys offense is. The better Dak Prescott plays and his ability to move about in the pocket, inside of the pocket, yes, limited sacks help, last night will help this team incredibly because he won't be able to run a quarterback draw more than a couple times a game. Because correct me if I'm wrong, I didn't see that quarterback draw call that game. 
there was a couple. Brand, there was a couple RPOs called, which even no, that's no, 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 encouraging. No, no. But no, that court, no, and that's and that, with the that, two draw. Hey, the two guards leading. When is okay. an intelligent play call on third and fourteen a quarterback draw? That's why I'm saying I think that the quarterback said, "Coach, I got you," and yeah. it wasn't necessarily a draw called. But when he saw the way the defense reacted to being spread out four wide, and Zeke goes out and he's the lead blocker, the, right. like that. No, I haven't heard that talked about once. The lead block that Zeke throws to create that lane before Absolutely. Dak makes the uh, non-business decision to fucking cre- like go through the contact and then damn near cartwheels into the end zone. Um, just very encouraging. Glad I put my neck out there when I did last week and said, listen, to Johnny, like, I think it's time to buy, like, just completely jump in with both feet. This guy has that it factor. He's And he showed it last night. It's my quarterback. He show, and, and again, it's a small sample size, one game. But I think in the playoffs, when it's one game, it kind of takes the value of five great regular season performance performances. So where he, you can. So he has the regular season performances. Nobody's questioned that clearly. Ability. And now he's but got. What I will say is that he has always had a team around him in an offensive line. Sure. He's always had the requisite support. Sounds like Tony Romo out. right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's he he's never come out and done everything himself. You know what? No. And and, and, and that's that. where no, and that's no, where everybody and everybody better agree. It. Everybody better agree that that's not the game plan but, for them to win. But on the few times where he's had to be, he has succeeded. I don't want that to be the game plan. And if we're at a point in any game where that's what needs to happen, like it's like oh, all of a sudden our best player isn't the one leading us to success. So he's got to absolutely ball out, and it's got to be. A next level performance. We said on this show he's a complimentary player, and that's all I want him to be right now. Don't turn the ball over, like the red, like the uh, that red zone pick. Number one, I could argue about pi, but I won't. Like he he turned the hips early. He was all over him early, and then gets the the, the it interception. Close. It was close. Live, I- uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to bitch about it. Yeah. It happened in 2014 and 2016. That would have been this team's undoing. Something happened last night where that didn't undo them. They got the ball back, They then they made a 10-point lead. They never lost the lead after that pick, which was, that's what that's what won that game. Whatever happened, I still haven't watched the replay of it and really dissected every single play after that pick where the defining moment was. It was probably a Jalen Smith or Leighton Vander Esch play because like me and Johnny predicted, I heard a whole lot of wolf howling. Yeah. Whole lot game. of wolf howling. He, he had a good game. <laughs> There's not. A whole lot of it. Like we were record, like we were recording no, in Algonquin. Like, like we were recording cue, in Algonquin. Cue the wolf howl. Yeah, cue the wolf howl. I'll um, spare the listener. I just you're gonna hear. A, well, I guess you won't hear a lot of it on yeah, the road next hear week. Hear Cowboys. If you hey, you know Cowboys what though? There'll be enough. Uh, there'll be enough fans in LA next next week where that's gonna feel like a home game. That's not a home game for the Rams next week. It will be in theory, but there's gonna be a lot about, of Cowboy fans there next week. Think about if you're a Dallas faithful. How far do you think that drive is from, like, central Texas to California? What do you think it's, like, 10, 10, 12 hours? Well, at the risk of sounding insensitive or... uh, uh, Inaccurate? Well, no, I was going to say racist, but, like, there's a lot. Because, well, the Cowboys training camp is in Oxnard, California. Their following of Mexican fans in California is off the Richter scale. It is huge for Cal. It, that will be a home game in it's LA. Not racist? That's demographically it's accurate. Demographically, well, that's what, but, yeah, but it's 2019, little... bro. I don't know what the fuck. I can't say fucking beating a dead horse anymore. 
But it's true. I bet you. So I don't know if I can mention Mexican cowboy fans and fucking. You want to get overfeed? Like even that sounds like an oxymoron. A Mexican cowboy fan? Like what? Now you think that Seattle game made a difference with Janikowski going out? Okay, what are we talking about We're now? We're talking about Seattle-Dallas. No, no, what are you talking about? Janikowski? Oh, kicker, what position yeah. does he play? A kicker. Hey, oh Mike. Hey, Mike the Jag. Uh, 46 <laughs> minutes in, kickers have been mentioned like 11 times. <laughs> Crazy how that that's the takeaway that was from a the... a big one, and like, I'm just saying, down to the wire when it came... Absolutely, and it was on a 57-yarder that he missed. So not only did they lose by two... That was the worst onside kick attempt I have ever seen. That fucking onside kick was so bad that I didn't know how to react after. I didn't know if we won the game. I thought they might add a minute 30 onto the clock yeah. and, and not let us it run the fun. clock out because it was it so was, bad. It was one of those... What did I just see? It was crazy. He did a 45-yard fucking drop kick. Uh, like it's, it's like he was like a goalie a in soccer money, learning how to yeah. kick the half field. Like. Rugby grubber. Like it looked uh. like a little... Just straight up, yeah. Crazy. But no. like, in, it, in that situation, when that's the one play that on that team, he's one, he's the only guy that probably you know knows how to do an on, onside kick. So I guess to keep it level-headed, like Dallas I, might be able to run the ball against anybody. One hundred percent. Well, that's going to be their key. They proved that when the Rams. Saints were the number one rushing defense, and then they turned if, into the fifth after the game. Well, that, thanks for saying that, because I in my head was thinking about well, who have they run against, and then I'm thinking. Okay, well, well, they've had to run against they, the Redskins twice, the Eagles twice. They've won three out of those four games. They had to go against the Saints. They had to go against the Tennessee Titans. They lost. They had to go against the Colts. They got hammered. hammered. So there's been sample sizes on both sides of that argument. But how I feel is, is if the play call ever deviates away from feeding Zeke, there's a chance that they might not be able to run the ball effectively, and maybe in those games, then Amari better be fucking it. separating and, and catching and getting nine targets and eight receptions for 108 at yards. Point, at that point, if can they're going to deviate from giving Zeke, can we bring light to a subject that I brought up a week or two ago about teams saving things and then bringing certain concepts out late to put extra things on tape? And then a prime example of what happens in the game is when Amari has that 36-yard reception. To set up the third and fourteen QB draw, but before that, the thirty-six yard reception. Mm -hmm. That is a total product of the week before against the Giants, where Jarwin went off over the seams. Yeah. If you watch the replay of that that game on the all twenty-two reverse angle, you see the linebacker carry with Dalton Schultz all the way through the seam. And yeah. we and we said it live last night. Look at Shaquem uh, Griffin passing him off, committing to his zone, and then. Amari just goes right into it, and there's the tight end, and that's what they worked on, that extra 20 minutes I talked about yeah. of over the middle of the field, and now Amari Cooper's wide open in crunch time for a 36-yard reception. There's some smart chess playing in football right That's there. all. I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but that's, that's, a, sure. that's an example of me trusting my eye. So when yeah. I go off about Mitchell Trubisky, and then they, they lose at home with 15 points scored, mm -hmm. kind of feel a little... And, I, and, I, and I'm, not gonna, I'm not doing that because... If I'm a Bears fan, I'm calling in sick to work tomorrow, and I'm doing everything I can to not go on Google and find out where Cody Parkey lives. <laughs> yeah, I had one Bears fan text me, fuck Cody Parkey, all caps. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Double doink. But, I mean, Chris Carson didn't have a big game against Dallas. He didn't no, have he had 20, a he had 20 yards, bro. He didn't have, like... A good game, even no. So and they and the and the Cowboys Cowboys went to, to dime up. defense again with Jordan Lewis and the other slot carrying the Richard Penny every time he went out of the backfield. How so, many how many times did I point out how deep that defensive line is? 
pay for Dallas. They, Taco it Charlton didn't incredible. even play last night. That's a first-round pick two years Man. ago. Man, and Woods, would, what's his name? The human log? Woods. Yeah, Antoine that Woods. Dude you dope, like that, man. Eh? You like that human that, log? I draw? can't hold that tackle. Was Built like, like a sequoia. He's And you know what? That's Jesus. a guy that we poached off the Titans practice squad right before the season started. Knew nothing really about him. Heard an interview with him on uh, one of the Cowboys podcasts on their dot com. Yeah. And instantly I'm going, well, there's a try hard, lunch pail, hard hat type of dude. And. Love this interview, love the story, follow him on the social media. Yeah. All of a sudden, guess who's a fan? Like, I love those stories. That's why I don't dog on Jeff Heath for every missed tackle, because he's me out there playing. If I bulked up a little bit and I had the skill that he had, but as it's me, it's 5'11 white guy performing in the NFL. Yeah. As a starter for I, multiple years. As good as Dallas played last night, I will say that the Seattle Seahawks. Their first round draft pick needs to be the biggest, meanest, fastest wide receiver they can possibly find. Because do they trade for AB? Oh, oh, that's, oh. We'll, we'll save that because I love that. I want to save that. Cool. Because Russell Wilson throws a delicious deep ball. This this guy can make every single throw in his sleep, yep. and he can do it anywhere on the football field. He doesn't need to be in the pocket. He can step up. He can do it on his back foot. My point is, I. Tyler Lockett, Doug Baldwin, these guys are talented. Russell Wilson can get them the ball, but... Well, what did you I, I, repeatedly I, well, say last night to my annoyance? What? About Russell Wilson. How he can... No, he's the best what? deep ball thrower oh, in the NFL. I, think I, that I, I don't know if I can argue with I that. I think that I heard that. I think that I had heard that somewhere else. I can't even claim originality, but it's just where he puts it. And his receivers, bro, they're shorter than Ja Rule. Like, <laughs> for real right now, bro. Like... <laughs> He puts it in the bread basket. Johnny, Johnny's scrambling for a it's murder drop. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's incredible, man. Oh, you know, shit. straight murdering. There's no way you could have that ready. In Let's see what Jaws' thoughts are on this tragedy. Who gives a fuck what John Rule thinks at a time like this? Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I mean, somebody somewhere could care about his opinion, but it's definitely not 50 Cent. Oh, um, man. All right, so ooh. this is the Cowboys saying, let's wrap it up on this Cowboys Seahawks game. I mean, there's what? not much that this team can't do. And hey, I the, really the, think that the potential is is endless. I mean, they're what they're too young to know better, and they've got a coach that, for all his criticisms, he's got this team believing in the message that he sends them. And I'm just gonna end it with this. Okay, and really, I can go and put it to this. Yes, it is, Jerry. It's an inspirational blast-off. Excellent. All right, now, Colts-Texans. You clowns took the Texans. Tell me why you did it and what disappointed you the most watching that game. I don't think that I could have been more wrong, and here's why. <laughs> when I see the offensive efficiency... <laughs> when I see the offensive efficiency that Andrew Luck brings every single Sunday, I swear to God, that's Stanford education... That man is like an astrophysicist in a goddamn laboratory the way that he executes, man. It's incredible what he sees. It's unbelievable that that defensive line could not touch him. Yeah. I mean... I, they were the home team, eh, in that game? So what? <laughs> I know. You know, and you even said, too. Yeah, You even said that that home field advantage is going to be neutralized for yeah. a variety of reasons. The Colts, already won. Offensive... Colts already won and there. Especially because that offensive line. Yep. What disappointed me the most was how Deshaun Watson looked... Pedestrian. He looked like he hadn't won in the biggest games ever. And some of his ant, like the sideline gesture when you're down 
21 or whatever it was. Like When was, he threw that pick, the first thing he did was turn around his, and say my fault. Right? Yeah, yeah. Turn around and say my Good, fault. you own it. And that's fine. That's fine. But I'm, what I don't like is there was no learning or recovery from it. And the Colts just jumped all over that opportunity, and they pounded Houston for 21 points, and that was the 21 points that they needed to win. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was never really close. No. Uh, even the way that they... I don't want to say they, they played the second half not to lose, um, but, but it wasn't aggressive it was in a sense of trying to win. It was just like an efficient, take enough of the clock, and then don't really change anything with your defense because... They don't seem to be making any adjustments. So, and I mean, when the front seven is controlling the the, the trenches the way like I that was that was the the game where I, I was the most confident other than the Cowboys of we're gonna win up front we're gonna win this game up front absolutely um and I, I believe that with the Colts um you made the correct pick and I almost feel like Johnny and I being so convinced of Houston's ability to come out there and. I, I, I think it almost convinced you that no, Indy's gonna win. It was I was go I went into the conversation knew knowing knowing who I was picking, um, and unlike the easily way I was able to double cross myself and pick Baltimore <laughs> right after saying there's no way I'm picking a guy who has less career starts against a guy who has more kids than his, he has career yeah, starts or funny. however I worded it better the yeah. first time, <laughs> and then funny. to go right after fuck that I'm going with. Youth over experience on Saturday night. I'll do it Sunday afternoon too. Right. And other than that, I would have been four and zero. Um, I mean, let's. I mean, I don't really have too much to take away from that game other than like the the performance from Deshaun Watson. But I mean, he I was more impressed poorly. by the performance of the Colts. Like, there's a reason why Darius Leonard is probably going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. Um, let me just quickly scrape this. Sorry, listener. He's For the absolute. guy on Twitter that's asked me the last three weeks in a row what that noise is. And I actually had to go back and listen to because he gave me the time in seconds the last time, minutes and seconds. That's me just scraping the 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 weed table real quick before I roll a joint, dude. Um, <laughs> well, that's full disclosure. So that's full disclosure. That's what. So that's what that sound is. Sorry, guys. Um, but that's over. Um, what I like to think about as far as the Indianapolis Colts is it's how. How far can that defense take them? Because, uh, again, because endless because they don't know any better. They're young. But we know that the Indianapolis Colts can score 30 points a game because the last oh, 10 yeah. games that they've played, man, they went from 1-5 to a playoff Bro, team. think about it's our progress. Just the progression we had of evaluating them throughout the year. Like, we went to from being a tough out to oh, they're more, maybe more than a tough out, but they're not a playoff team. This is maybe, maybe be a playoff team. No, they're going to continue to be a tough out, and they're just going to be a, a great 10-team win that doesn't make the playoffs. Oh, they're a playoff oh, team. 10-team playoff. Oh, oh, win on the road and a divisional opponent. And all of a sudden, now you're playing in a divisional weekend. I like. I, I think it's so impressive because... And Frank tell Wright, me that someone can tell Darius Leonard that, hey, you can't go into Arrowhead and win. He's, he's all he's watched in high school and college as a football fan is Kansas City losing fucking home playoff games. Like, when you're right, you're right. Because he, he's got that, yeah. Like, Johnny Johnny laid the stat last week, yeah. right? Like, whatever it was. The last six yeah. times they've clinched a home field uh, bye, mm-hmm. or a first-round bye and yeah, play a home yeah. game, they haven't won. One. No. And then I countered it with, well, they don't win in the wildcard round either. So, and I, I don't, I'm the, the last, the furthest thing from a guy that's been shitting on Kansas City this this year, unless it's no, been but shitting on Diet KC. No, but they haven't been but, able to get. Uh, they um, need to keep the run game going as well. Oh, yeah, just going to skate right on past that, eh? Oh, they, sorry. I said I haven't said anything bad about KC all year other than their defense, unless I've been trashing 
diet, Casey. Mm. Oh, got the reference there right. You go. That's no. your that's your reference, Big Bear. I know, but I was just thinking about how yeah, bears. they yeah. haven't been in the Super Bowl oh, since Lynn Dawson. Poor Bears. That was poor Bears. Sorry, boys. Fans, Sorry, guys. Double boink. No, Yikes. But as far as the Houston Texans were concerned... Yeah. Do you take um, solitude as a Bears fan that it wasn't Mitch's fault? No. No, a loss Pisses was... you off more because he didn't ruin it for you. Right? Ruin it. I mean, a loss is a loss, right? It just comes down to the how and... Yeah, see, that's where I guess I... I don't have that mentality of, of the, 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 like, you blew it for us kind of thing. I don't know. No, I just came down to the... <laughs> and then when it's all said and done... Johnny on point. Yeah, there you go. Um, no, as far as the Houston Texans are concerned, it is extremely disappointing because their regular season proficiency for 10 straight games. I mean, what were they, 9 of 10? I just... <sighs> okay. I didn't see it coming. It was a bad pick. Let's uh, let's let's do a little. I I complained last week saying don't I, make this a fucking internet talk radio show. Sorry, I know. I what are you gonna sorry. say? Nothing. Oh, uh, do, do you want to just go around the table here quick and just give a give a final thought from Wildcard Weekend that you, your biggest takeaway or something going forward? Nice wrap up, Mikey. Nice. Are we gonna? Well, before I say that, are we gonna have time to to? To deep dive on these next four games next weekend before next weekend, or should we kind of just like go in with our guts, like do a different kind of end to a podcast and and just do a zero research gut feeling kind we of thing? Just, yeah, we should summarize. So the latter suggestion, so I would I would definitely take. Well, good because I just rolled a fucking Josh Gordon sized cannon. So what I think about next week that concerns uh, me. <laughs> what I think about next week that concerns me the most is the the AFC travel the AFC travel schedule. As sorry to cut you off, but as you yeah. read that, um, have you put any stock or thought into who the quarterbacks are uh, remaining in the AFC? Like, who's the worst quarterback remaining in the AFC playoffs? Philip Rivers, Andrew Luck, Tom Brady, or Pat Mahomes? I know. Yeah. There's some Chinese water torture for you, Mikey. Yeah, well, that's like that's basically first team All Pro and then second team All Pro, right? Very good. I like that uh, um, wrap up of that. But that's Cause how do you pick a worse of those? No, guys? you can't. It doesn't work, it, right? It's it supposed to be a rhetorical question. There is no answer. It's true, though. I mean. Is it physical ability? What are you going to in your right mind knowledge? say, Tom Brady? Because that's the answer. You want to right say now. that? I'd say knowledgeable and experience wise. I mean, the guy's been For, there more hey, than anybody. Hey, tra- you were trashing him last two weeks ago. You were trying to say the Jets were going to win in Week Seventeen, I, and said to me, "Have you? Did you watch? Did you see Tom Brady last week?" I had this crazy notion that we were going to talk about next week's divisional match. I just talked to you about the it's remaining about. the remaining well, quarterbacks we for next week's about. matchups. You want to get into it? Let's get into it. Who's who's winning? We Chiefs or Colts? Thank you. Yeah. What I was trying to say is, is I'm curious how the road teams are going to perform in yeah. an outdoor divisional matchup, right? So Indy plays in a dome, okay? They're yeah. going to Kansas City. Yeah. What's that going to be like? I'm crazy because it's a new regime. Like. It's a new regime in Chiefs Kingdom. There's a new chief leading that pack. There is. No, he's got a toma- He's even got the tomahawk haircut. He's leading the tribe. Yeah, he's leading the truck. Well, yeah. All right. That's enough of those puns. Um, like, I'm not betting against fucking the Pat Mahomes. Are you kidding me? At home, too. No. Fuck no. He's playing at Mahomes. I just don't. Like, I mean, 
Like the yeah the did like the defense the front seven same thing for the Colts like they're probably the better like they have the better odds of winning the war in the trenches but like the Chiefs offensive line is no group of slouches but um probably something you didn't know is the Chiefs are the only team in the AFC to have a uh defense with two guys on the the defensive line with ten plus sacks and we trash their defense so really like how like absurdly bad is their secondary yeah. that they can have two 10 plus sack guys and that's not enough to yeah. keep you from giving up like what 29 points per game or something well, like that somebody, it's absurd what they're giving up if somebody said are you afraid of kansas city's defense they'd probably look around and say of course not are you laughing NFL? yeah right the colts allowed a league low 18 sacks the chiefs defense is tied for a league lead with 52 see there you go. There's a match. So there's another, that's an excellent statistic right there. So now, so how banged up is T.Y. Hilton? Like, I still trust still Andy Luck's ability to get the ball out of his ankle hand. injury, I, yeah. I still trust Andy Luck's ability to get the ball out of his hand. And you know I what's still another trust good that thing? offensive line is so talented, man. When Quentin Nelson, holy crap, yeah. I love watching him So play. already you're thinking if this is a tight game, you might, you might tip the hat to the Colts because of the Maybe I don't know Andy Reid's clock management history. In oh, a t- I in a tight go playoff there. game, and then you you tip it to the the Colts and maybe there. the coach of the year, Frank Reich. I would say coach of the year, but I I wouldn't go there for Andy Reid clock management. I would go to Andy Luck. Bad. No, I would say Andy Luck gets the ball out of his hands in under two seconds. So okay, so that's that more so than the O line or that plus the O line is the swing over under. Five batted balls at the line of scrimmage. All under. So, can the defense get their hands up? Over under four and a half sacks. Definitely under. He's been he's been sacked 18 times this year. I hear you. That's, that's, it doesn't even need to really be four and a half. If it's two and a half and it's an over, three sacks could be enough to wreck that game for the Colts. To take them out of the swing of things three times, especially if they're all on third downs, or, like, is it, it it's... It's a different kind of loud in Kansas City. You're going to take Kansas City? And oh, 100% Kansas. I'm taking Kansas City, yeah. Like, you can't... I don't think you'll be able to talk me out of it the way you did with Baltimore and the Eagles. Right. I got one of them right. Or, sorry, not even the... I said I was perfectly prepared to take the Bears, but with, take the Eagles with the points, but I knew damn well if both of you took Chicago, I was going to be the guy that took the Eagles. It needed to happen, eh? And I'm the guy that performed the fucking eulogy with a Meek Mill background music soundtrack fucking... To coincide with it, well, and you and put, I'm you put salt on those crow. You, you put salt on those scrambled eggs before they went all up on your face. So. Ba- uh, uh, bacon and pepper bits. Delicious, <laughs> love. I mean, when the hash browns get mixed in with the eggs. So are you taking Colts breakfast talk? My my issue is is I think that Indy has found a way to win, and they know how to do it against just about anybody. They have the best tight end play in football. Marlon Mack is emerging quietly and silently as one of the most talented running backs. And I'm telling you that no one's talking about it. Who is, who's your gut feeling pick? Kansas City Colts. Colts. <laughs> Going into Kansas City now. What's yours? I, gut feeling, go. Colts, Chiefs. Indy. Wow, so now I'm 2-1 again. Now I'm even more confident that I'm taking the Chiefs. But I just think about offensive efficiency, and I know that Mahomes can do it all. When you're ready, I have the perfect transition question. Go. Oh, really? Already? Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not disagreeing with anything you said, because 
like the D line for Indy is definitely the reason why I took them against the the Texans. So they've already proven they can go on the road and win. And they're a team like I've, how many times have I said this? How many weeks in a row? They're a team that is clearly ahead of ske- uh, schedule. You couldn't you, you couldn't be more right. The Chiefs' offensive line is far more talented and far better at protecting the passer than the Houston Texans. But what I will say is. <laughs> It's going to be so impressive to see if they can get Mahomes on his back foot. And I'm not saying he can't make all the throws on his back foot, but it'll be interesting to see if they can pressure a guy who's looked unflappable for 16 games. He's taking the, he's having a fun week off. He's teaching Peter King how to throw no-look passes on Sunday Night Football. Fucking. <laughs> Everybody saw that commercial. I it was okay, so, so my question, my transition question. You guys both like the Colts, so it's kind of a bad transition question, but no. who's got a more likely shot as a six seed of going in and beating a one seed this week? The six seed Colts or the six seed Eagles beating the Saints this week? Excellent question. And I'm going to take Indian KC because it comes down to the defensive matchup. Okay. I think that Indianapolis knows and has an offensive system that can tackle any defense. And 30 points is going to be the number here. I don't know what the point spread is going to be. Maybe it'll be something like Kansas City by three and a half, four and a half. It might be inflated. It's because so, they're, they're a one seed at home. It might be six and a half. So who knows? We and don't. Then know. you might take the Colts on that. We don't know. We might have to do a checking in later podcast if we can. What's the Friday temperature going to be like in Kansas City? I have no idea how that's going to manifest itself. Yeah. During that game. Well, again, this is just a, a gut feeling. Podcast. So Absolutely. your answer is the Colts. What about you, John? Indy. More likely that the Colts can upset the Chiefs than the Eagles can upset the Saints. No, Colts. More, more likely, I think. Yeah, like Colts. I think. Okay, I agree with you guys there. I think the Saints. It, will, as far as that, and yet I'm still yeah. picking the the Chiefs. That's how confident I am in the Saints beating the Eagles because I just don't think that much has changed. And I've been the yeah. one that's been pointing out the efficiency in the play action game since uh, Foles has been in. It's, it's very well documented. Um, I wasn't just talking out of my ass. Um, if that said, I don't think, even with that, there isn't enough of a change, uh, and the Saints have the ability more than any other team remaining in the playoffs, except for maybe the Rams, of exploiting the Eagles secondary. Well, actually, no, I can't say it like that. It is the Saints. Or the Cowboys, who have already beat them twice. I, was just no, I believe that, yeah. I was I just going to be Saints. clever and say, who did the Rams play? The Rams played the Eagles, and the Eagles won. That's what started this carousel ride. And now four weeks we've been going around in, in, in loops going, right back when, when does this ride end? When does my meek does this eulogy get to matter? Right. When can I play that song again? <laughs> no, just kidding. Never. Um, so, <laughs> never. Um, so, I agree with you guys. I think that the Chiefs uh, have a better chance of being upset by the Colts than the Saints do the Eagles. Yep. But, uh, with that said, I'm still taking the Chiefs. Um, and with that said I'm also obviously taking the Saints this weekend. Is anyone taking the Eagles this weekend? Absolutely not. Uh, Johnny? Absolutely not because that's, of that's uh, your opinion Lucas. that probably wasn't heard too well uh, last week in the muffled audio at the start with uh, your Nick opinion. Foles is a bum. Oh, says it clear with a little bass in his voice. Man, he, he meant it. He, he meant that, yeah. Johnny, Johnny intern sounded like Johnny Full-Time there. Mm-hmm. Oh, sat up in his chair. He's a bum. He's a bum. Johnny Full-Time plus benefits in his voice. Hey, Oh, settle down though. The last time a cowboy fan talked shit about the Eagles on this podcast, they ran off four in a row. We don't need them running off three more in a row. Um, what do we think about the other divisional matchups? I think the other ones. 
I think it's pretty obvious who we're picking. Well, there's one in particular. Who do you like in that game? I'm going to take LA not to be a contrarian. Right. Okay. So what's your reason this week? I'm going to try to... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't think that the Rams need to be as good in the secondary against Dallas. Okay. Because I think that that defensive line in LA is going to give Dak a lot of problems. And I think that Zeke is going to have to do everything. Uh, Okay. And although you you can feed Zeke and feed Zeke and feed Zeke... The balance for Dallas comes down to when do you start feeding Amari and just going well, targets, got, targets, targets, nine targets, targets, eight catches, hundred and eight yards last uh, last night. But Zeke ate as well, so Absolutely. the balance, so the balance was perfect. Okay, and they won. Okay, and that's what, what I'm trying to argue is that that's the point, and I it's, think that the defensive line in LA is going to interrupt that. To oh, to have it a perfect harmony of both guys eating. Yes. Okay. Because uh, it's going to be dangerous. What have we talked all year about? about Who's going to be lining up opposite of Mari Cooper on Saturday night next week? I don't think Marcus Peters is going to see as much of the field as we think. I think Sam Shields is going to see more of the field, and Talib is playing. Okay, all right. So I, because Sam Shield has now, played how do you better feel about the number one rushing attack team, mm-hmm. who averaged the number one rushing attack, uh, being held to like seventy total rushing yards on last night in the Seahawks against the Cowboys so that. What does that do for your confidence in an injured Todd Gurley coming off a couple weeks of rest, going in to play that Cowboys defense? Todd Gurley's different. And what's supposed to be a home game is probably not going to feel like a home game, especially if the Cowboys get out to an early lead. And all of a sudden they hear those cheers and they're like, whoa, I thought we were in L.A. Todd Gurley's different. I hope I, that's what I hear I don't know. The, I, I don't know the extent in my of, hotel of room on my family vacation <clears throat> during divisional round. I don't know the extent of, of his injury. Melvin Gordon had a bad knee today. Melvin Gordon came back and he played extremely well. I think that Todd Gurley is better than Melvin Gordon. And I think that Todd Gurley is in the argument to give uh, Ezekiel Elliott a run for his money as far as number one in football. You can can agree there's an argument there. I don't want to go there. Yeah, We're going to see how rest versus rust that this weekend for the Rams. That's why we have a show. Because what I was just going to say is Todd Gurley has not played as much football even though Ezekiel Elliott didn't play the final week. It's come down the to last red month. zone efficiency, too. <clears throat> Cowboys looked a lot Dallas. more efficient in the red zone on Saturday. Against a very a talented defense. defense. Very, very talented defense. So what happens when the when the B Mike catches touchdowns? Michael Gallup. You know? But you know what, though? He had a very good game, but oh, that You can actually though, that, be Michael that, Gallup. Yeah, but that's... Jags, no. they gallop. I'm a little, no, they know. trot. Or what do they do? They sprint. Because Jaguars don't gallop. But you could have been Michael Gallup. No, I'm I'm good with that. I could probably give him a run for his money. Mike the Jag is not having it. Um, He's not having it at all. I I just dropped it. But I don't know if Dallas should have real concern for the Los Angeles Rams, other than the fact that they run exotic West Coast looks every single Sunday, and they're different, and they're wrinkled, and they're unique. I much... I much... Yeah, I saw we saw some different looks on Saturday night. Um, I'm much more encouraged to play the the Rams this week than the Saints. Uh, I'd love to have Dak have two playoff victories in a row before playing the Saints, uh, a team they've already beat this year. Mind you, it was in Dallas. It's a totally different beast playing in that Superdome than what it's going to be playing in the Coliseum this weekend. What's a greater strength? What do you like um, advantage? I think advantage. It- Advantage LA passing game, advantage 
Dallas secondary. Uh, Dallas secondary. I, I'd love to see them do... Oh, wow, really? I'd love to see them show them do uh, what the Bears secondary did to the Rams a couple weeks uh, weeks ago. You think that Jared Goff and his his cadre of receivers, guys that... The guy that I serve. said he's been hurt since yeah. Cooper, uh, Cooper Cup's been out, and it's clearly shown, and his struggles have been well documented. Okay, but Brandon Cooks yes. can still play, and at the end so of the day, Byron's Robert walking down. Thousand, so Byron's walking down. Receiver. Cooks, who else? Who's going to be the game breaker? Robert so Woods. Robert Woods is a thousand yard okay. receiver. He is, and there is a very, very, very talented depth on that team as well. But what is also? But if they're one, to, hold on now, time out. Because if we shut down their run game right. and they're one dimensional, like they were against those Chicago Bears against that defense, and you're just taking it. In, hold really, on, you're just taking it as secondary. Win the game. I don't know. I don't. He can. He's. I've seen. I've seen the Cowboys defense get carved up by a Colts offense. But never a D line this deep, though. There should be Rob Marinelli has it's never had a stable ago. of horses. Pardon me. It's three weeks ago. I'm talking about. I watched the Colts carve up the Cowboys defense. What I'm trying to tell you is that next week, when you have a defensive line this deep, Rob Marinelli has absolutely no excuses to not have the best, most talented guys out there stop the run. I know you guys lost, got shut out against the Colts. Okay. But what I'm saying to you is, is that it should not happen. No, it shouldn't against it LA. It shouldn't. It better not. It's, 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 but, so Colt, but technically the Colts game was that same opportunity to clinch the division and get two weeks of rest rather than one for Zach Martin and Tyron Smith. Who Tyron Smith looked a lot better than he had in previous games. He came out to play in the playoffs last night. There's a couple games where he threw the fucking pl- the guy out of the picture. Remember the play where Connor Williams kind of got stuck with him? Yeah, and he helped out with Smith one hand. Yes. A little bit. Yes. Um, I also there. remember Connor Williams uh, holding up for 68 of 70, however many snaps, and a couple times getting out in space, pulling as the guard, and, and getting to the second level and laying some blocks on K.J. Wright and, and Bobby did Wagner. Enough to, everybody did enough to win. So, uh, last game of the weekend. Uh, put a bow on this. Uh, I mean, Patriots, Chargers. Chargers going into Foxborough is an interesting matchup because they're talented enough to win, but who the hell wins at Gillette Stadium in January? Yeah, I picked against the, the I picked against the last year the AFC Championship game. Put a lot of money down on it. It was a third and six away from winning a lot of money on it, and uh, I told myself again for the last time that I will not bet against Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, no matter who the supporting cast is when they're playing in Gillette Stadium. So, so my I final answer, Regis. So I think that the Chargers are Home a more team. complete Patriots. Okay, fine. final answer. You take the Patriots. Chargers are a more complete football team. All my lifelines in my pocket, and I agree with you. I agree. One point one. I agree. I'm gonna take the Chargers, but if it's like a snowstorm and they have to play in inclement weather, then you can I'm send me a voice cheated. note and I'll I'm fucking add it to cheated. the end of the podcast. But the way they played today, <laughs> screw my pick, but it's a snowstorm. Right. So they played on the East Coast today. This might. <laughs> going in on the road I'm in a blizzard and I'm pretty sure that this weather is taking place oh <laughs> uh, yeah but no. switching my pick if the Chargers no. can get some pressure on Tom Brady make a move yeah, if they no. can put the same pressure that they put on Lamar uh, Jackson, Today, yeah. I, I believe that in Tom Brady. No to expect they can. I, but I expect Tom Brady to be able to handle it a little bit better. And well, I he's going to get the ball out fast, but... I expect I mean, him to be put in more favorable uh, chances to succeed. However, I think that the Chargers have a much more uh, likely chance of performing better offensively than they did this past weekend because now they're playing the Patriots. Um, but I'll take the Patriots in a slugfest at home. 
I'll take him in a 34-31 victory. I'll take him in a 42-35 game. I'll take, you know what I'm saying? Like, no matter how I slice it, I'm not betting against Tom Brady in Gillette Stadium until he doesn't play in Gillette Stadium. That's a lot. That's the next time that I'll bet against the Patriots in Gillette Stadium. So you're taking Tom I Brady? I bet against the Patriots on the spread in Miami, and I bet against the Patriots in Arrowhead. I'm going Chargers. Absolutely. Cool. Uh, Pats. Johnny tiebreak. Johnny tiebreak with the Pats. So I'll uh, I'll I'll do a, a tally again like I did last week, and we'll we'll run that tally on Twitter like we have been. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're following us on Twitter, give us some uh, some talking points for the next uh, the next podcast. It's playoff time, so questions, comments, criticisms as to absolutely why we have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. It's a legitimate question. And five star yeah. ratings on iTunes, whether you like it or Always. not, you can you Always. can chew us out in the comments. But yeah. give that five star rating so we nice. can get a uh, an average rating being displayed on the uh, the page because the listens are definitely going up, and we appreciate it. But we need that. Uh, we need that feedback too, so help us out, and uh, we'll keep uh, slinging these podcasts out. Everybody have a good week. Peace Til, out. Till next time. Peace out, y'all. Double point.